Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Hello, world. What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball, it had a little secret sauce to it, man. <laughs> I never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving. The, the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of sports in, in, in high school. Welcome to the Orange is the New Black Podcast. I'm your host, Ace Boogie, joined by my co-host, Zim Hude. Zim, say what's up. Hey, hello, world. How y'all doing this evening? We 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 did it. We got us one. Got us we, got, dub. we got us a major dub, people. I'm glad that y'all like stuck with this team. I'm so excited. I can't believe that we pulled that one off like that and, and beat the brakes off of them. <laughs> Crazy, bro. Crazy. My man Zim is a little bit under the weather, so we're going to keep it um, at least short to give him the opportunity to get some rest and stuff like that. Uh, But yeah, like he said, to get a dub like that, crazy to go into M&T with everything on the line, the division, the conference, all of that on the line for the Bengals to go in there and to come out with a convincing victory. 41 to 17 was insane. Um all kinds of crazy stuff that went on in this game. Game started out with the Bengals going up at halftime, 13 to 10. They did a great job. The defense really keyed in on Lamar Jackson. And really, this has been a culmination of a lot of the things that they did this offseason from free agency in terms of shoring up that defensive line with DJ Reader, Trey Hendrickson, uh, Josh Tupo coming back. Uh, they got DJ Reader and other guys, BJ Hill, all of that. Um, going out and getting corners that can not only cover but also tackle very well. Cheeto Wuzier has been on fire this season. Um, also had an amazing game as well. Eli Apple, this is another another game where, yes, he gave up some passes, but we weren't we weren't like talking about it that much um, at the end of the game. So shout out to them. The safeties held it down. Von Bell and Jesse Bates, there were some issues there. But when you're giving up 17 points to the Ravens, you really can't, in my opinion, complain about too much. Logan Wilson put his mark on this game. Akeem Davis-Gaker, who Zim has been um, hitting hitting the trail about and telling you guys about, was big in this game as well with him covering Lamar Jackson and some of these guys out there. Uh, But the big story is that they were able to put both sides of the ball together for me. On defense and on offense, they were able to answer this team. They were able to step on the Ravens next, limit Lamar Jackson in that offense. And then offensively, we already know what time it is about. It was about these guys right here. We got these guys right here and that guy in the middle, Uno. My Uno jersey came just in time, Zim. I was telling them on Saturday it came, and I just had a feeling that it was going to go crazy. But I got to give you the floor to talk about just Joey B and Uno in this game. 
Man, I'm going to tell you, as of right now, I feel like we're the hottest team in football. And I hate to look back at some of our, our, our misfortunes, but just imagine had we beat, you know, the Packers in overtime. Like, I just don't even think that there's that – there's only a handful of teams that could beat us in the National Football League if we put up 30 points with our defense. There's, there's, there's like two, three teams in each conference that could beat us if they put up 30 points. And like you said, I got to just give all the credit up to the defense, man. The defense, without them balling like the way that they did, because even even in just like last week in Detroit, you know, the offense comes out a little sluggish. You know, they do put those three points on the board that I thought were really, really big early, but it's not enough against, you know, against Lamar Jackson. So the defense, I mean, everybody stepped up. Hendrickson was a man amongst boys today. Sam Hubbard had the best game in Sam Hubbard's career. Like that is the best game I've ever seen Sam Hubbard play. Uh, whether it was run defense, whether it was getting at the Lamar, uh, Logan Wilson, I mean, tackles for losses, everything. Awuzier is just, he's so swagged out. The way he plays is just like, he just got like this bounce to his step um, that I think if you've ever played a cornerback position, it's just like, it, it could be a bad play or something against him. It, would, it wouldn't hurt him. It wouldn't do anything to him. He's just so confident, and confidence is super key. And the defense is just, like, balling out, man. Von Bill, I thought, played pretty pretty good on a lot of those different run defense plays too early because early in the, early in the game, I thought it was really important to note that – I thought it was really – I thought it was really important to notice that there were some times where I thought the pressure was just going to be too much for Joe Burrow, like early in that game. And he was getting hit every single time, but give credit to Zachary. He comes back and makes the adjustments in the second half. Like he's been doing all year in the second half, the line played like somebody messaged me just now on Twitter and was saying, uh, man, they got to do some stuff with the office line. I'm like, look, I'm here to tell you, if the line plays like how they played in the second half of that football game, you can win a Super Bowl. Uh, the teams that are top five offensive lines in the NFL, like if you look, if you still consider the Browns a top five offensive line, they've allowed way more sacks. Uh, look at all the work that the Chiefs did in the offseason. They were glorified for like what they had for the offensive line. Pat Mahomes is getting killed. So, you know, like to get to this point. And Joe Burrow throws for 400 yards, 416 yards. And he doesn't even play a fourth quarter. You know what I'm saying? So don't talk to me about offensive line. Like, it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be pretty. It's a dub. And, I mean, how about the conversation? I was – I texted you. I said, the beginning of the season on your show on the, on the, on the, on the AFC North Roundtable – they talked about C.J. Uzama as though like he was just a, a pedestrian tight end. Right. I don't feel like C.J. Uzama, and I never felt like he was I, – I, I feel like Mark Andrews is a better tight end, sure. He's super athletic. He showed flashes today. Nothing – I don't want to take anything away from him. Sometimes I text and I tweet out some crazy stuff um, <laughs> where I'm saying uh, F uh, Andrews, but he's good, right? But I feel like if this team didn't have Uno, Boy, and uh, Higgins, right. Uzoma probably would look – he'd probably have 500 yards receiving. I mean, what has he got, four touchdowns now? Like, it, it's yeah, just it's just too that. many people to get the ball, whereas you look at uh, the Ravens, they're just now getting Bateman back. 
They have a one-trick pony in Hollywood Brown. So, of course, Andrews is going to get the rock. You know what I mean? But look right. at Uzama. Like, he's on their best corner. Dog right. gun. Dog so, so, <laughs> dog hum Humphreys probably had the worst game of a, as, a, as a pro today. Right. Because if it wasn't Uzama dogging him, it was Uno. Uno. And it, it's, it's so crazy. I think uh, I'm a, one of my last thoughts I want to say is that the formula every week, I don't care win, lose, or draw. Now that Burrow's so far beyond a pitch count, is that the big three have to get eight to ten targets. And we saw Higgins at early on, it didn't pay off. But if you stick with it, the good teams just keep on going back to them. They keep on going back to it. And they did that to – once they figured that out with Uno and they said, oh, we can beat Marlon Humphrey one-on-one, oh, it's on. And once you do that, I mean, you're bailing teams out when you don't throw to those three. So then Tyler Boyd starts getting into it. When they go about 10, Tyler Boyd then puts his stamp on the game. When you throw to those guys eight times a game minimum and you come into every contest with that that mindset, I just don't see teams cannot do that. There aren't that many teams in the National Football League. That's the, the point that I have about the three wide receivers. You could go across the league, um, you know, like and look at Tampa Bay's of the world, and they have some guys and everything like that. They're older in the two. And, and, and Tom Brady's just going to pick anybody. If Scotty Miller didn't get hurt, you probably wouldn't see Antonio Brown cook like how he is right now. Or you right. wouldn't see you, – you know, you got all these different things. The Bengals have this unique formula for these three guys that I preach every single week that is very unique to the National Football League, that they're in their prime, and if you just throw them the ball, they're going to make something happen. I had an argument with the Chargers guy like a week or two ago, and I said, you guys are nothing like us. You are nothing like us. You don't have the formula that you have. Like Teams can double down on Mike Williams over the top, and then they could double Keenan Allen underneath. And if they want to put him in a Z, I have a, I have something for you on everything, especially if I have a good safety. I have something for you. You don't have three weapons that I'm scared to death of. And that's what happens. It's like when the Ravens decided that they're going to take away Higgins and they decided, like, hey, Marlon Humphrey, we're going to get Marlon Humphrey some help. Then we just go to Tyler Boyd. And right. it, there's nothing you could do. And then once, once you commit to all the pass, Joe Mixon, 21-yard touchdown. I mean, right. it, there's there's no teams that can do that. The one thing that I will say is this: if 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 anybody on the Bengals staff is watching this game or watching this this right now, they need to get one more. I know our boy Khaled Kareem is coming back, but if they could go make a play for Whitney Merciless, make a play for one more pass rusher. Mm-hmm. This is a Super Bowl caliber team, and they proved that today. Like, if they could stay healthy, just play the same way that they played today. Defense going is going to have to carry them a lot further than we ever thought, and that's okay. But if they get one more elite pass rusher or a pass rusher that knows, like, look, look who Justin Houston did today to Jonah Williams in the, in the first quarter of the game. Just, right. give me, just get, give me that level of a guy, another guy that can consistently get to the pass rusher besides just Hendrickson. There is only two teams in the AFC that can that can compete with us, and one of them we beat the hell out of today. Nah, that's facts. That's facts. Unfortunately, uh, the dude that you mentioned, he was picked up by I think some contender team. Um, but I, I I agree with you on that. If they can get another edge rusher in, that'll be good. Super chat from Dark Fire MCBE two dollars. 
He says it's a great day to be a Bengals fan. Got another one from Jacob Wild for five dollars. Is Jackson Carmen a starter now? I mean, I think that they're gonna play him like a starter. Uh, but that offensive line for the Bengals, I think Zim, you touched on it in the first half and in the second half, they gave Joey B a fighting chance. And the Ravens are gonna blitz. Like a lot of people were like, you know, why are they getting through? Um, I think that the Bengals did a hell of a job against that blitz, to be honest with you, because you just didn't know where it was coming from. You had a, a, a strategy where you had Samaj P. Ryan in the backfield next to CJ Uzama. I love the way that they did that to just protect Joey B. I also love the way that Joey B moved out of the pocket when the pocket did collapse at times. He did an excellent job at that. Um, I love how they stuck to it. And like, and like Zim said, and I was saying it too in the live stream, keep going to Higgins because he's not going to keep stopping them. He's not going to, you're not going to be able to stop Uno. You're not going to be able to stop Higgins and you're not going to be able to stop Tyler Boyd. You know, he had 10 targets and I felt like two of those, honestly, they got away with a, uh, with a pass interference twice, in my opinion, on two of those deep bombs to see Higgins. But like, like Zim is saying, there's not too many teams that can keep up with that, especially with them having Marcus Peters out. Um, and then for them to switch right to Mixon and for Mixon to not really do much at the beginning and just take off and still get a touchdown. That is how you cannot really stop this offense. And then Joe, Joe Burrow, man, just the whole moxie and everything, the way that he the played pressure. this game. He loved know, the pressure. He loved the pressure, bro. He loved, And I saw so many Ravens fans like nonchalantly playing Joe Burrow down because of the game. I'm like, did y'all watch any of the other games that he's played in? Cause this is not the same quarterback. And even when we played you last year, the only two bad games he had was against y'all and in the Steelers. In those games, he was sacked seven times and eight times. You watch any of his other games, he did not look like a rookie. And this year, he's playing at an even higher level. So I think the Ravens fans, they kind of took him. They didn't expect 400 yards and three touchdowns and an interception to be dropped on their heads. But that's because Joe Burrow is – a nearly you might even call him elite the way he's playing this season level quarterback that can match Lamar Jackson they're two completely different type of right. players but they're both at the same level don't ever get that twisted boy is he scary I, I I'm not even gonna lie though like early in that game I mean you know I'm not feeling well if you guys don't know like I'm I am I'm a victim of COVID <laughs> like so I I don't wish this on anyone it's very hard for me to breathe sometimes so I was laying in my bed and I was just thinking like, oh no, like, you know, he's just so slippery and I, I just respect his game. But I think Lou showed him some stuff and just like the Pittsburgh game, they quit. Right. They quit at the end of the game. By the time P Ryan, P Ryan ran that, that, that last touchdown. Yeah, Cersei, it was a wrap. It they was quit. a wrap. They quit. We took their will out and that's something that players aren't going to forget. They aren't going to forget that. And (laughs) the one thing that the the one thing that I will say is that is that Lamar Jackson, you know, like if if the game is close enough, he will run if he has to and make some stuff happen. But if you can get a lead on him and you start putting that pressure on him and then bringing the blitzes from from different angles that he's not he's not accustomed to seeing. It's super bold for for Lou to come with the blisses that he came with corner blisses and stuff like that. Right. It's because one thing that, that he doesn't do well is get to a second and third read like like fluidly like Joe. Right. So if the pressure's on, he, you saw a lot of errant throws. You saw a lot of just duck balls, different things like that. 
you got that. And that was the key that me and you talked about. Like, you know, you know, you've been we you've been saying that last year, or like, you know, that was the formula when the Titans blew the doors off of them. It's like get a good lead on them. But it's so people say that a lot. And it's so hard to get a lead on him because he controls the change so well. But the good thing today is that they got him in those long distances. And, um, man, it's just so crazy that he wasn't able to do his normal stuff. They collapsed that pocket on him, and he likes right. to squeeze inside that pocket and run through and, right. and go get him. Like how he did in the first drive, I was like, right. oh, no, he's getting first down. Like, boom. Like, just like he got, like, one first down, I think, on that one. But aside from that, you know, I think they Ogunjobi, Reader, they they collapsed. They did a good job that if even that they couldn't get to him, you still got to stay home. And if you see him start to move in, collapse the pocket. And, and later in the game, it just proved that, like, I mean, when he wanted to run and the game was out of reach and he needed bigger yards, that's how you can take him out. But it's it's right. so much easier said to be, than done. And I just I just think it's so crazy that the Bengals put together a perfect formula and Lou Anarumu called a perfect game. That's that's as about as good as you can you could do on Lamar. Like there might be people that walk away from this and probably look at his stat line. He still threw for 250, 260 or something, I think, I'm sure. Still ran for like a hundred yards. But but 88, 88, 88, you know what I mean? So and, and that's about as good as it's gonna get. You know, like, and 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 um, I'm really, I'm really excited that Lou wasn't afraid, came with it. I thought Zach going for early on that first, that that fourth down early in the game. I thought that was very key. I thought that it was really key when John Harbaugh punted on that second drive when he had an opportunity to run Justin Tucker out there. It kind of reminded me of um. Not the Lions game, but that week before, remember I kept on saying, uh, why did they ice our own kicker by not allowing them that chance when they got on their side of the field in the Packers game? In the Packers game, yep. John, John Harbaugh did it. And I'm going to tell you, this is a hot take. Zach Taylor outcoached John Harbaugh he today. He did. Whether, whether, it was a blown, whether it was blowing timeouts, whether it was the incorrect challenges, whether it was the decision to go to uh, punt on some of those things, uh, whether it was lining up uh, different guys on Uzama, whether it was um, when uh, when they would split a running back out wide. Like, I, I don't know if that falls on Marty, uh, Marty, Way or, uh, Marty Way or whatever the hell his name is. I don't know if that falls on him, but they were outcoached today. And we and, – and, and Zach absolutely – that was the best game that I think he's at. Is is that? That's let me best, ask you that. Is that, is is the, that best, the best Zach Taylor game? That ever? is the best Zach Taylor win ever because not only are we that's the best in, one NMNT division on the line, conference AFC North conference. I mean AFC conference is on the line. So the Bengals are now the number one seed right now. If the playoffs started today, we would have a bye. Who, who could let, let me ask you who could beat the Bengals right now? I don't know, bro. The Chiefs. I think the Titans. Beat the Chiefs. I think we no hell no the Titans no Ryan Tannehill they, 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 versus they took, Joe they, Burrow they took no. they took uh, Mahomes and them to the woodshed today they did but Joe and Derrick Henry is a different Tyler. animal but see we play he our is. run defense well, we, is really good what did we do really to them last year right who right. could beat us in the AFC I was thinking about that. It's not many. Teams, I'm telling you, bro. if they it's just add, then people in the comments said Mer uh, Merciless went to Green Bay. Y'all don't know. I got married. I done been gone. I done did all this crap. So forgive me. I, I didn't catch that one. But there are some guys out there to be had. I would even entertain the idea right now at this moment. 
trading for Xavier Howard or somebody like I know Eli Apple has done a really good job. I don't know if you saw Flowers at the end of the game Flowers, too. He, I, he was in he, there. He's just a too. big person, bro. Like he that, is. he is. A, but six three, they had him but, on Mark Andrews at. But you don't the, the the window of opportunity for the AFC North. I can't imagine it being wide open like like mm-hmm. how it is right now. You got Baker reeling. You got the Browns. I, I was so upset they won um, Thursday I night because I, I just too. knew for sure. <laughs> but that's okay. We got something for them. I think we can knock them off ourselves. But aside from that, I just don't see if they added one more elite pass rusher, there is no like you would dictate so much on the uh, on the opposition side because right now Hendrickson is the guy that's just going to absolutely destroy people. Facts. If you put another pass rusher on the other side that's winning at that level, there's nothing that any team in it, and there's no team like you, yeah. That's when Tannehill, we absolutely make him look pedestrian as well. Right. I, I just can't see you. It would have to be like the Bills or somebody, somebody that just throws mm-hmm. and they just you know get past Jesse Bates for like a whole game or something. And Jesse this, Bates plays like the worst game of his life. You see what I'm saying? The defense it's, is so good, bro. The I defense is they, that good, bro. Look what and they then, just did to Rodgers and Lamar Jackson, bro. Like look what they just did to both of them. And we're not even, like you said, we still have deficiencies of not having an extra edge rusher. Our second corner is down. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, But shout out to my man King Vortex Gaming $5 Super Chat. Got to give the O-line some love. We did. One sack, one flag on on Prince. Um, Judo Judah for $9.99 says LFG. Who they? Whole lot of orange for sure. Uh, make sure that you get your whole lot of orange gear from zimhooday.com. I'm about, to, I'm about to drop them hoodies. Ace, the only person in America with a whole lot of orange hoodie. A whole hoodie. lot of orange hoodie. I told them, I told them on the last show, to, they coming. Them whole yeah, lot I'm of about, orange hoodies. I'm about to drop. I just had so much stuff going on. I wanted to put those out there. But make sure y'all, hey, look, the Amigos, in order for the national people to get on board with this, y'all got to support him with his Migos design. We got to put everybody on notice because – when I said it earlier before the season, everybody thought I was crazy. This thing is really happening. <laughs> and all three of these guys are easily going to get 1,000 yards, I think, in my mind. Like, I just – I can't even see a scenario other than health that they don't get 1,000 yards. And, 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 and it could be way more. It could be 1,300, 1,400. <laughs> and then Uno, we talking, you know. Think about this. I'm going to leave you all with this. When Uno first came to town, one of the first things that he said was, I'm going to break all those records. And a lot of people took that as arrogance. But he just knew something that maybe a lot of us didn't know. And he believes in himself. And I think it's really important that uh, Bengals fans, we're living with the mantra, like, you can't zero us now. And everybody, I feel like now we've given, like, they've given everybody the belief that you guys need to take with you. To talk trash to your ops. That's what I was doing all this time. So, yeah, I didn't do my live today and I didn't do anything, but y'all know all the stuff I would have said. You know exactly how I'm coming. And I'm rolling up that LJ tonight and this pack going to be beautiful. That hungry pack, (laughs) that LJ pack, that hardball pack is going to be hitting. Definitely nice to that. Jacob Wenzel. Says Bengals versus Cardinals Super Bowl. It's it's gonna be a special year for us, bro. Wouldn't that be crazy to see our good old friend number eighteen? Number eighteen. I'm sorry, AJ. We would have to try to give you that smoke in the Super Bowl, bro. I'm sorry. I might have asked AJ I'm for sorry. a favor. <laughs> we get to that part. I might be hey, like, we gotta get to that game, bro. We gotta get to the Super Bowl if we going. That's for sure. That's yes. for sure. 
Either way, but before we get out of here, I just want to leave you guys with a couple of numbers. Three receptions and 48 yards total for Mark Andrews. No touchdown. Lamar Jackson, 257 yards and a touchdown, no interceptions. Uh, let's talk about the sacks as well. We only allowed one sack, people. We sacked them five times. Uh, so those are just some part of numbers to leave you guys with. I got one last one here before we get out of here. Uh, Skate on Mars for $5. He says, bro, just let us know again that the Bengals won 41-17. Yes, your Cincinnati Bengals won 41-17. Thank you guys for listening to the Orange is New Black podcast. We're going to let Zim get out of here. Please be sure to follow him. Please be sure to follow him at Zim underscore Hooday on Instagram, at Zim Hooday on Twitter. You can follow me at New Stripe City on Twitter um, and on YouTube. Also subscribe to Zim's uh, YouTube channel as well. And also be sure to make sure you do like my man, Marvin Lou Anarumu. He said that he's headed to Midwest Best Barbecue to get him some wings. Make sure that you head over there and holla at Tim and make sure you get you some, some uh, G-Funk wings and uh, the, the sweet tea and lemonade. Check that out too. Um, but as usual, we'll end this with a yes. Sersky. Hello, world. What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball, it has a little secret sauce to it, man. <laughs> I never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving. The, the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of sports in, in, in high school.